Hello, welcome to the Inland Sessions podcast. This is our opportunity to share conversations with regional artists about themselves, their passions, and their work. I am your host, Zana Morrow. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Inland Sessions here on KSPS. This is our brand new podcast, inviting artists in from the uh, Inland Empire and the Inland region to go ahead and talk about whatever whatever we end up talking about. I have T.S. The Solution here in studio with me today. Could you uh, introduce yourself just a little bit for yeah. the listeners? Yeah, my name is T.S. The Solution, T.S. One dot. Uh, T.S. does not stand for The Solution. Uh, T.S. is just who I go by. The Solution is who I want to be. Uh, I've been in Spokane for about eight, nine years now. Uh, spent most of my life on the west side of the mountain, Seattle, Tacoma area. Born in Long Beach, California. Uh, hip-hop artist. Uh, audio engineer, uh, graduated from Spokane Falls Community College for a degree in business management and in audio engineering, uh, father of twins, husband, and just all around indecisive, artistic human being. That is a lot of hats to wear. <laughs> yeah. How did you end up moving into the Spokane area from Long Beach? So I, um... Dabbled in Seattle for a little bit, settled in Kent, Washington, where I went to high school. Um, I went to Job Corps when I was about 17. That's where I met my now wife. I was done with Job Corps, moved her out to the west side with me in Renton. Uh, she got pregnant, having twins, and she's like, I got to be by my family. There's just no way I'm being this far away from my family. Uh, so we moved out to Moses Lake where we had the twins, stayed out there for like two years. And then on this side of the mountain, Spokane is the only city that has an audio engineering program. So moved out here and yeah, went to school. So the falls really brought me here to Spokane. It was really a long path to get here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I always wanted to work for myself. That was just, I, I just had that drive to do that, to be in charge, take the risk. Because um, that's just the best way I learned and make it stick. Typically, at audio engineering, you're going into a studio like myself. I want to go into recording. You're going in the studio as an intern or a runner, things of that nature. Those are typically big studios. We don't have that out here in Spokane. Um, all the studios here are the lead engineer is also the owner. It's also the the scheduler. It's also the admin and everything else. So there isn't that much wiggle room. Um, so coming out, it was tough to find work. So that's why I got the degree in business management to be like, okay, well, what do I need to do? I, I'm just super hands-on about everything. Even though I don't master it, I at least want to have an idea, a general idea of what has to be done to run it. Yeah, having a studio and running a studio was always in the plans for sure. That brings us to your studio. Can you introduce us to your studio and your label and what you're doing with that? Yeah, so um, Panoramic Dreams Recording. Panoramic Dreams' initial idea was to be a label. Even with a label, you still need to record music. Like, how do we get music out at scale and make it easier to collaborate and do features and stuff like that? Um, So Panoramic Dreams Recording is is that idea. It's like, hey, I want to do a label, but we're not there yet. Let's start with these type of label services and go that route but in that too it's like if we want to collab if we want to do all these things the people we collab with have to be educated on this industry this industry is a lot there's a ton of stuff to learn in music 
and people that are needed in order to have a career in music. So it's, it's seeing that need and like, okay, we have the space. Now let's start bringing in the pieces that artists need to develop their career and be professional. And that way, once we all start collaborating, we're all educated and we know what we're doing and kind of know how to navigate the space a little better. Yeah. Look, target on my back, brace for the attack. Boy, you whack. I can see the signs. I can see you slack. Cut the act. Strictly business. Sway the feelings. Prove me wrong. Break my brilliance. Party kicking. Make some millions. Yeah, I'm chill, but rarely chilling. Now you know better. You do better. I don't do pressure. I spew effort. My crew never, ever do less. I keep it together. We too clever. Oh. No more gas and average rapping. All that talking show me action. I might hurt them. That's what happens when you... Well, you said the word collaboration a lot, which... I'm a big fan of. So how did you find the community here in Spokane when you moved here and decided to to start your music career here in Spokane? Was it collaborative or competitive? What did you find? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it started when I first got here. I, was, I wasn't making any music. Um, I had made a, a project and I called it Purple in Spokane. So I can be introduced to it, but I didn't know anybody. So it's I'm putting this album out. I put an ad behind it. And I said, is this Spokane's best rapper? And that was the ad. And I got some comments like, oh, he's dope. I got some comments like, who does God think he is? But it it got me in the conversation. Um, Next thing that really helped was going to school for audio engineering. Like, I'm surrounded by people that want to do music or be involved in somehow, some way. Um, So school helped. And then just going to shows, seeing who's playing local. Um, I highly recommend that to anybody that wants to get involved with community, like go show support. Um, and then the next best thing I did was I had found a space. It was literally like a 10 by 10 room um, where I could set up. You know, I had some speakers and I had some some acoustic treatment to get in my own little studio space going where I could, you know, invite people out and whatnot. Um, so if I would meet people out and about, or if I meet people on social media, who's like, who are you? Like you rap, like, cool. Then I can bring them to my space. I'm like, yeah, this is what I do. So I, if anybody like ever wants to know, like, how do I break into a community, go to live shows, um, hold space if you can, uh, open your doors, invite people to coffee. Like people want to talk, people do want to collaborate, but those are the things that were in school. School was, was really dope for me. So yeah, a couple ways. How did you juggle that with the rest of your life, with a new wife and raising twins, yeah. uh, starting a new business, building this relationship and this community in this new place? That is a lot to juggle all at the same time. Like, how do you find balance in your life and motivate yourself to grow? Sheesh, I'm still looking for it. I never experienced burnout until I was graduating college, and I was graduating. We were on tour. It was volume music festivals. It was upstream music festival in Seattle. There's all these different things and shows going on. We still have a studio at this time in downtown. So we're still collaborating there. Uh, my kids are, I have, I have twins. I don't like, I don't know if one kid feels like I'm constantly surrounded with two kids. I have a wife. I have all these people that need attention. So it was literally... I just crashed and burned my way through it. I sincerely did. Things fall through the cracks. They still do. As much as a perfectionist as I am, I am far from it. I try, try, try. Crash, crash, crash. (laughs) We get up at the end of it. So, yeah, the juggling thing, I don't know how 
anybody does it. When your your dreams and ambitions are that big, you try to do as best as you possibly can and over communicate. I think that was the key to everything. Over communicate with my wife, over communicate with the community, over communicate with my teachers when at the time it's like, hey, I got all these shows going on. I'm using what you're teaching me and applying them. Like, I'll have the homework. I promise I will study all these things. But it's, I think, over communicating everything was what got me through. So where did you find the skill with communication and these um, foundations of humility as well as like uh, resiliency? Yeah, uh, the missus. Um, she's amazing. She taught me damn near everything. It's almost as if I was raised by her in a sense. I became this, <clears throat> excuse me, I became this um, this more aware person of feelings and emotions. I could read the room a lot better because of her, uh, because of the conversations that we have. And I, I've always wanted her to feel comfortable, even when she wasn't comfortable with a risky business like music, like doing music. Like, you want to do music? Like, everybody wants to do music. The, the competition is it's nuts. It doesn't happen. And in order to make anything work, I have to be able to wiggle around, but also know that, hey, that's, she's still a priority. So it was really talking to her and that being my foundation and making everything else work around that. That was the most important. My family's the most important. Everything else can wait. This has to be established before I walk out the house and yeah we just moved like that like I didn't I at least I tried not to make a move without there being some type of understanding at home so yeah I hope that answered the question yeah I mean <laughs> we've already talked a little bit about that balance of family and work and home life but I would like to dig into it a little bit more when it comes to to be the creative person that this was all for yeah um letting i think it goes back to how things fall through the crack at certain points like let them fall through the crack especially even it's funny that you asked that question because we just had the conversation again um on what can i take off of my plate for now and what can wait till later and what has to get done prioritizing certain things over others at certain times is key i can't write music right now you know we have to build panoramic dreams to be the staple of a resource in Spokane, and specifically and primarily for hip-hop artists, because there isn't that space to feel comfortable and understood as a hip-hop artist. That that takes priority over individual projects. I may be able to sneak a single here and there in really quick, um, but I think prioritizing certain things over others at certain times is key. And I'm lucky enough to have a group of people around me that understands that and can help. You know, because this is not a one-man show at all whatsoever. This, there's no self-made talk with me at all. I lean on a handful of people a lot, which I should probably lean on them a lot more, to be honest, now that I'm saying it out loud. Which, again, it's part of the learning process. But knowing how important that is as an artist to have those people that you can trust with your peace of mind is important. So I, I give it to prioritizing certain things at certain times and the people around me understanding what I want to accomplish, what kind of person I am, what makes me tick, and being trustworthy is key. Sometimes you got to dig yourself out this hole. Sometimes it ain't pretty digging yourself out this hole. But we're going to make it, though.
Yeah, I had to go back to the pad and pencil. Who opened these windows inside my mental and let these memories out? Took one heck of a route. Been everywhere except home. Thanks for the pillow and couch. I gotta face it. My fear of facing disappointment is annoying. I played hide and seek for like a week, not for enjoyment. But hoping time will heal these wounds that I cut open. But time was frozen. Tell me how a man with so much on his plate could go hungry. I guess the only thing to handle appetite is some money. I guess he looked at what he had, content with what he could hold, but never noticed he was sitting on gold. You see these stories I told, got me down to a science, suffocating my ego. I see the beauty in violence, give me a moment to breathe. Not a moment of silence, guilty of all the above. I bow my head to the That gave me some kind of hints about another question I'd like to ask, which is uh, kind of a more tender question which is about how welcome you feel as a hip-hop artist and hip-hop as a genre, as well as you as an individual uh, in the Spokane community. What's been your experience? Yeah, um, not the greatest experience. There's, there was, when I first got, it's gotten better, I'll say that. <laughs> um, when I first got here and I was talking to hip-hop artists, it was extremely competitive. Nobody wanted to collaborate. Nobody wanted to back away from the stage and be, hey, be the promoter. Or, hey, you don't have to be the artist. You can be a manager. You can be all these other things that an artist needs. Um, it was everybody being be an artist. Everybody just shove, shove, shove. It's just me, just me. I'm the guy. There's a there's an opening guy for the knit, and that's it. Like, no other act. There's an opening guy, you know, here. So, uh, prime example was the Bartlett as a, as a venue. I would ask around about that, and they were like, they don't do hip-hop. Like, how do you how do you not do hip hop as a as a venue? You just you know I didn't know that was a thing, um, so it was tough. But that introduced me to probably the nicest people I've met in Spokane so far. Uh, Caleb and Carly Ingersoll, like they've opened the doors to the Bartlett to me multiple times. And it's been nothing but love. Put me on that stage multiple times. I was able to do their going up, like the last show the Bartlett ever did. They had me on that lineup, which was so epic to me. They continue to to um, put my name in conversations with other venues around town. Um, most um, recently as The Knit, they have acts come to Lucky U Lounge now, and I'm brought up in conversation. Just everything. They just They just do so much, so... They make the experience that much better. It's key people like that. But other than that, as a hip-hop artist, you almost look around and you don't see any type of representation or a lot of people cheering you on as a local hip-hop artist as much as you see for other genres. And then it could be a lot of reasons for that, which I understand, but it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be a place or a group or a community or anything like that for a hip-hop artists so we kind of want to be that be that resource for hip-hop artists like hey you can do shows at gonzaga you can do shows at, at these places of prestige right but i think sometimes we kind of get kind of like oh no they're too fancy for me or no nah, they're too like this and that it's like i can show you and we do a show at gonzaga or hey it doesn't stop there there's eastern let's do a show at eastern there's um Kendall Yards now is doing stuff like it's it's opening these doors for artists to see like hey you can do this as a hip hop artist we've been able to bust down those doors like not easily like we've been at it for a while but 
yeah, all things are, are possible. It's just just seeing somebody do it. And now there's a couple of hip-hop artists that are doing it. So now it's like, I'm seeing collaboration. I'm seeing, okay, different roles. People want to manage now. People want to book shows now. People want to be promoters. Like, that's awesome. So it's just about timing. So seeing stuff like that pop up and have that type of impact, absolutely, it's getting better. But yeah, we're trying to kind of like tear those walls down more. Well, especially since, you know, our colleges are full of students from all over. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's just, it's just time. It's getting, again, it's getting a lot better. The big thing, too, is education. Sitting down with artists and doing EPKs and or talking about song structure or like, oh, no, I just go in the studio and bust out a platinum record. It's like, well, no, like certain keys do better, you know, than others. Uh, certain genres at certain times of the year do better. It's all these things that you wouldn't think goes into a record or putting it out, but it's like, no, a lot of this stuff matters. That's why there's a record label. That is a whole company with its own staff and all these different things to pay attention to. So yeah, it's just educating, I think, but yeah, it's getting better. So how do you see your role as a professional artist, the professional side of your art? Yeah, I think it's about access. So my role is like, oh, I want to facilitate. I have this space. I have a team. I have this network. It's not all for me. That's a waste at that point. So I was like, all right, I'm in these doors and I'm more than happy to bust down these doors and bring people in. It Obviously, it has to be the right people and the right people meaning people who are eager and hungry to learn, humble themselves and realize, hey, I don't know much about this industry. There's a lot to know before I start signing contracts. So as a, as a facilitator, it's educating myself. So I've, now I've been empowered to teach the next person how to run that system and so on and so forth. And now we have this ecosystem of educated artists, both creatively and technically, that can bust out records. Like, that's what it's about. It's Let's get some music out. So yeah, just to facilitate, build these bridges between artists and a business and let that artist know that, hey, you are a business and take yourself seriously as possible, as soon as possible. Because if you don't, then you can't really tell me to take you seriously. You have to take yourself seriously first. I'm interested in this balance I see expressed in you, which is big confidence, but little ego. That's tough. Uh, I just had a conversation with my buddy James about it. And as artists, that is our ego speaking. So it's like, whenever I feel like I haven't let the ego shine, it's like, oh, I don't think I've made music in a while. (laughs) It's just like, okay, I haven't written a little bit. Let me write something. And the ego might pop out a little more. But on records, as an artist, that is our egos talking. On stage, that's our egos talking. But lately, it's been meeting people. It's been, let's do coffee. Let's, you know, let's build community. Let's come in and talk about projects and whatnot. So I've been wearing that hat a lot more. The ego's there. It's just, I've learned that it does more damage than good. The good is usually in the music because I can I can get something off my chest. Like if I'm the only person that done something around, that's when I get it off my chest rather than going around the town and saying it. I, I would put it in the music. Is it possible, speaking of the music, is there something that you can lay down for us and share with us right now? Oh, you want you want some, some lyrics right now? Yes. Um, yeah. Not to put you on the spot, but you're on the spot right now? Yeah, let me let me see. Let me see if I can remember something. I mean, I've been practicing showing compassion, 
Hit up Jazz and Bobby J because I'm hopeless with fashion. No more smoking, no drinking, I'm controlling my actions. But kind of sort of because right now I'm supposed to be napping but focused on rapping. My mattress can wait until I break or till my wake. You know I'm great about how much time I take. If it ain't timeless and it's a mistake. But never worry about how much more of those I'm going to make. Never been the one to play it safe or try to play content. I was that guy that played surprise. I don't know where he went. Now I'm that guy that knows his why based off the time I spent. Meditating in reservation at Google Map obsolete. When you know in your destination from the corner coast. 253rd showed me the ropes. Took that and hit the road. Second biggest city. I turned Diddy. I put dreams to gold. Mm. Control the game. I let you pick the mode. I fit the mold for who y'all waiting on Wish I could make a clone So much to do still Gotta make a song But keep your patience strong Outside so much I got a vacant home I told wifey I'm with Spicy So I ain't alone I told wifey I'm with Spicy So Yeah, yeah, yeah (laughs) Just a a little bit Yeah, just a little taste (laughs) Yeah Let's go into the history of you Writing and, and being an artist What were you listening to And what made you feel like I've got some of that in me Mm. Great question. My cousin came up from California. Most of our family was still there. And he came up to Washington off off rip. He became my role model, a male role model in my life. And so anything he did, I wanted to do. So when I saw him writing, I started writing. And this was, it had to be late elementary, early junior high. I think like around sixth grade, sixth, fifth, sixth grade. So that's, that's how I got started. My auntie and my uncle had built a studio in the backyard. So we were there a lot. Uh, I got hands-on with some of the equipment really early. And yeah, I just kept it going from there. As far as what I was listening to, I was raised by women. Like my mom, my sister, all my aunties. Didn't really have too many uncles. Uh, all, all of my mother's siblings were, for the most part, were women on my grandmother's side. So I got all my, it's a lot of R&B going on. It's nothing but emotional feelings, um, just sad, tear crying, or just something really smooth, laid back, chill, nothing too hype. Um, it was it was either that or it was Tupac and 50 Cent and T.I. So it was like there was no middle ground. It was like super hardcore gangster rap or really soft R&B music. Uh, SWV, Genuine, Montel Jordan, I can go on and on. Yeah, it was a lot of R&B, and there was a lot of gangster rap. (laughs) (laughs) No in between. I mean, how did that influence you as an artist, of what you wanted to express? Yeah, that got me in tune with my emotions really quick. They already say I'm a cancer. I was born June 29th. They already say that I'm emotional, right, as is. But that, hearing grown men be, like, express emotions, like, oh, it's kind of cool to do that. And the women sides. liked it. Yeah, exactly. And, and the women didn't complain about it at all. So it was, it was a win-win for me. But it was on both sides, right? It was it was that emotions. Uh, maybe it was emotions towards women or it was emotions within yourself as a man that was expressed on the R&B. And then hip-hop, gangster rap was my environment, taught me and molded me like this. So it was it was rappers speaking about how they grew up, how they had to be to survive, and things like that, but they were both expressing how they felt, how they lived, and how they coped. So I, I got that like really fast. I think it was more towards the R and B side because every and a lot of families can attest to this. Every Sunday, I would wake up to Mary J. Blige playing, and that's how I knew my mom was in the kitchen cleaning up 
or or doing stuff. She was cleaning something, and I knew I would have to get up and start cleaning something too. <laughs> when I heard that Mary J. Blige playing in the in the morning, but yeah, R and B, gangster raps. I'm emotional now, and I know how to express it. So we've been getting deep, right? We got chill. We got emotional. Now let's go mental. Let's see if we can tap into something bigger. You the one. Check. Way too many questions. You like definition. I make tough decisions. I don't ask permission. You trying to match a what? Try matching my ambition. If I broke down my vision, you probably think it's quantum physics. Uh, I ain't going back to that Cobra shack to my finances. Got poker stats. 21 after 21, like some 21 savage autographs. Brainstorm for the ready days. I mean, that seems like the key. Uh, most people are emotional, whether they admit it or not, but knowing how to express it and uh, feeling confidence expressing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's helped with communication too, though. Like, I can articulate my feelings a lot better. Which is a gift and a curse because at some points it it, uh, it intimidates people and they think that I I'm a, like a smooth talker or anything. And it's like not that I just I'm just used to speaking what's on my mind so much and I know how to articulate it fairly well. I don't mean to intimidate. <laughs> like that's not my intention. I just I don't know. I can't help it. I've been doing it for so long. It's just second nature. Where are you looking for that leadership to help you? And what about you? Where's your next step? That's a good question. Where is my mentorship? To be honest, I need a mentorship. How do you find opportunities for yourself? Do you make them? Or do you say yes a lot? Or some combination? Oh, great. I mean, coming with the questions today. I say no a lot. I I have chosen to put my music on a pedestal and not give everything my energy. There's a lot of opportunities out there for, for artists. The no's make rooms for the yes. So you have to say no probably more than you say yes. How do I do it? I'm still trying to figure that out. I, I'm a big believer in affirmations. I don't think we booked anything this entire year. Um, we've never reached out to get anything booked, but we've been doing shows since April. Going Now we're going into September. We did not reach out for anything. I'm a firm believer in creating my value and, and show, showcasing it, um, making myself valuable, arming myself to the point where it's, hey, you have to notice what I'm doing. And it's not in a ma- malicious way at all whatsoever. It's just... I'm in my lane. I, that's how I think. That's how I work. I'm focused. Um, but I create these opportunities by putting the work in and doing almost nothing else. Like, my goal has always been make a living off of doing something I love. I love this. So I have to put myself on a pedestal. I have to have high standards for myself. So, yes, a lot of no's, 
and, and few yeses, but the right yeses for sure. How do you tell a good opportunity from a not as great one? It's really a gut feeling and trusting your gut is a learned skill. Yeah. Uh, this trust in yourself. Yeah. Where'd this come from? Yeah, it came from uh, many years of of uh, downplaying myself and having this imposter syndrome and you're not worthy or you didn't work hard enough for that. That's why you don't have it. Uh, a long time of negative talk. I, I negative talk myself to sleep. Downplaying myself, downplaying my skill, downplaying my character got me to the point of burnout. It got me to the point of questioning myself, putting myself around the wrong people. And they were wrong because I was moving backwards in life rather than towards my goals. Constant. Oh, it was gross. I just... And then my friends would look at me like, dude, like, why do you do yourself that way? Like, I had a buddy say, he was like, man, you need to wear that red dress. We were talking about, is that Roger Rabbit? And they were like, you need to wear the red dress. Like, put that on and like, because you're, you're, you're just defeating yourself at this point. So it was a lot of that. It was a lot of not following my gut and then regretting it. I was like, no, I'm just going to follow my gut and live with the decisions ever since then i have peace of mind like crazy it's been beautiful i'm never one to go back yeah i was wondering how you escaped that spiral but it sounds like friends friends and yes. listening yes yes a lot of that a lot of a big moment was my good buddy james taking me to the colville res and we had a sweat and and during the sweat it's 10 times hotter than a sauna any sauna anybody whatever this is it was like really you had to move and you had to sing in order to make it through that but it was moments like that like he cared about me enough to like hey man we got to get that stuff out of you you're gonna sweat it out and I did just that and then yeah and it was because of song I was able to make it through stuff like that so yes definitely the people I was around for sure thank you so much for sharing so much about yourself and your life and your community and uh, your interior and exterior life here. I'd like to change subjects just a little bit to ask about what was your experience on Inland Sessions? I love the setting. I love how everything was put together. The crew was amazing. They super, they like genuinely cared about every detail of that. I, I respect this so much because that's tough and that takes vision, but that takes a team and and you all provided that, so thank you. But it was extremely welcoming. I didn't feel weird or different or I felt like wanted. I feel like everybody wanted us there. They wanted us to have put on a good show. How about I describe it? If if it it reminds me of when I perform in my head before I perform at a show. If I if I could visualize myself getting ready for a show, it'll look like that. <laughs> it it'll it'll be exactly like that. So, yeah, I just had a really good time. It was so much fun. So I hope that you found this to be a good opportunity. 100%. Uh, It's been so much fun, so exciting, and I appreciate you again coming back into the studio, spending more time with us, and having this conversation. Likewise. Thank you. Gotta tell them, hey, yeah, I know my worth. You can't tell me nothing. Oh, no. Hey, and I know the secret. Can't tell me nothing. Oh, no. Hell no, you can't. Hey, and I know my purpose. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, and the boy be reading. 
Thanks for your time, and thank you, listener, for your time. You've been listening to Inland Sessions, broadcast from KSPS Studios in Spokane, Washington. Yes,